Hello and welcome to Atomic Radio Half Hour. This is the show that dives into the wreckage that is post-apocalyptia. My name is Declan and I'm also here with... Your doomsday prepping host, Vince. We are the post-nuclear podcast. How you doing, buddy? I'm alright, how are you? I'm doing just dandy. I uh, I just had some, some chicken, some barbecue chicken. Yeah? Yeah, it was quite good. I got it right out of a bag and slapped it in the oven. Good. <laughs> I... Um, so we're here today to talk about a very interesting topic, and it's something that I've wanted to do for a while on the show. Declan, have a little showman showmanship. Set the stage a little bit. So I'm going to set the stage a little bit. You're in your bed. It's a cool summer night. What What day? Saying, I'll say June 21st. Okay. I was asking more of like a Monday or a Tuesday or... Let's say it's, uh, let's say it's Friday. No. Saturday. Saturday. Saturday, June, June 22nd. 21st. Oh, June 22nd. Okay. Yes. So it's like the second day of, of summer. Y- yes. Okay. You're in your bed. You wake up. In the evening, not the evening, in the night, in the middle of the night. What time? Say 2.30 a.m. Okay. And you go downstairs to get a glass of water. You're just absolutely parched. And you sit down uh, right on your couch and flip on the TV because you're not going back to bed at this point. And you just... I already kind of... You're kind of losing me? Yeah, I'm losing you. Yeah, you assume I have cable? Alright, I'm, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> then you go on Twitter. Okay. Um, and you just kind of start watching some, some memes, start watching some, some videos, and then you hear your phone make this sound. The like, And we're going to put that in in post. Okay. And it's the emergency alert system, and it says, uh, it says warning. Nuclear blast incoming. Find shelter and stay away from metropolitan areas. So, you're sitting there, presumably in your underwear, glass of water in one hand. So what do you do? Uh, I don't know. It's a, it's a tough question. I also think I kind of prepared for this, this question wrong. For real? Yeah. Portland, Oregon. I, 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 so, okay. I'm just going to say this now, a little behind the curtain for you guys. A lot of these half hours we record ahead of time because it's easier in case of an emergency or something that we just need to put something out. We don't have the time. Um, so this one is being recorded in the future. So Declan and I had, or I'm sorry, in the past for the future. So Declan and I come up with some prompts and stuff, ideas, and sometimes we'll do the movie reviews or whatever. Um, so this one, I interpreted this as, like, the bombs go off and it's a fallout situation. Like, what do you do and where do you take your, like, whatever you're going to do with civilization going forward? Okay, so, like, putting ourselves in the Bethesda universe. Based in reality, but within their universe, if that makes any sort of sense. Okay. That's that's um, the sorry if that's not the way it was intended. That's the way I took it. No, like we can we can talk about it all night. Like we because can, I, I have notes written. I was I, I had nothing to do at work for a few minutes, so I, I wrote down some notes on a napkin because I didn't really yes. have a lot of time to take note notes. 
But what, um, no, no, what were you going to say? Sorry, I didn't mean to like throw everything off. I just misunderstood the, the prompt. No, um, so I was considering it happening like current year. Mm. Um, like what would I do like immediately like nukes are dropping right now as we're recording. Well, um, if it was if it was like that and it was more of like a a it's happening right now but within the Fallout universe, I kind of can like warp all my shit back to what I thought it was. <laughs> hey, just go with the flow, dude. Uh, whatever you want. You go first cuz I want to get a all feel right. for what you're going to say. So, what bombs I would do fall. first, bombs fall. Um, what I would do first is probably get as much of my camping shit that I have, like, put aside, mm-hmm. and just, like, immediately make a pack and, uh, get as much water as possible. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I See, would definitely you... do that. Um, and, ugh, where I'm at now is kind of in a city, so it's a bad spot. But if I were home... Uh, I would just kind of, like, go out into the mountains as far away from, like, city as possible. I see. Just, just, like, set up shop in any old hidey hole. Okay, when we were talking about this prompt, I thought it was, like, what do you do, like, to find safety? Well, what do you do to find safety? Because I have a bunch of different places here that I would have tried to find safety and then turned it into something. Okay, let's go, let's riff on that. Okay, I'm just going to read these off to you. Yeah, 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 go ahead. And then we can just go into the ones that we like. Yeah. A bank vault. Okay. Old folks home. Hmm. Some caves. The sewer and or subway system. Some kind of souped up armored bus. Where we dropping, boys? (laughs) Declan. What? Why do you hurt me? I live to destroy you. The DMV. That sounds like absolute hell. <laughs> church. Like a church. The Alamo. The Alamo. Trump's wall. <laughs> a bridge. Swampland that dried up from the heat. A train. And a movie theater that could be, like, a high-security thing. So some of these I have, like, ideas of how they would have been interpreted and where they would have gone. Okay. Like, So, um, alright. I know how we can pull this together. Okay. Let's say you survive the first two years, Mm -hmm. and you need to choose to establish yourself somewhere. You have enough supplies to kind of settle down and create a little camp. Say you got a, a group of people with you that are under your protection and they protect you. Yeah. Um, and where do you think would be a good spot to settle down? Well, I have, I have those written out, right? Mm-hmm. Those ones that I just, there's like four of them that I really want to talk about that I really think that are, are good ideas. Okay. The first one is a bank vault. So there were people that tried that in Fallout 4. Uh, they were trying to rob the bank. You're right. Um, now hear me out. This is saying that I survived the explosion and people being evaporated, right? Right. Money means nothing. The only thing, the only sort of value that anything has now that the bombs have gone off is water, ammo, sex, and cigarettes. Um, what about, uh, knowledge? Okay, we're gonna get there. Okay. So... I had this whole situation where it was money means nothing. The vault door can open from the inside, right? 
Uh, yes. It's a small community of four to five families that live like a regular pre-war family. So it's it's a rather large vault. There's kind of like things that are se- sectioned off. That's like this is the Smith family. That's the Brown family. That's the Rodriguez's, right? Right, right, right. So they live together, act like nothing happened, but they leave the vault ever the men of the house because it's the fifties. I was thinking, right? Oh, uh, okay, okay, yeah. It's the fifties, right? Right. So the men leave for the day, and the wives stay home and teach the kids, and they clean up the little bank vault. But when the men go out, they, like, destroy. They shoot things up. They pillage. They take what they need. And they go back from, like, 8 to 5. Like, like a 9 to 5 job every day. But they come home and don't act like anything has changed. Ooh. Like, oh, I just went to work, right? It's like, like, I'm home. Yeah. And then it's just like, what'd you do today? Oh, you know, busy day at the office. And that's it. (laughs) <laughs> he comes home just covered in fucking blood. No, no, not even that. Like, he takes care of it so the kids don't ever have to be scarred by it. So then as the kids That's get older... That's super interesting. So as the kids get older, uh, they're they're just, like, like you hit 18, you're just thrown into it. See, I, I don't like that. No, you, you don't have to like it. That's the That's fucked upness of the wasteland. That's fair. Um, So as there's four or five families in there, right? As the years keep going and they don't stop coming, um, it gets to a point where it's just these massive incested families. Right? Right, right. You got the kids breeding with the other kids and then the dads breeding with other kids and, like, it's mixing together. Yuck. So you're getting you're getting larger numbers, but as they're, they're breeding with each other, they're getting dumber and they all have webbed toes and shit and a third eye and they can barely speak and they all have slack jaws. But the only sort of culture they have is this bank. And, like, why would you go to a bank? There's not weapons in there. There's just safety. Yeah. So they slowly start building themselves up around, like, madmen-type businessy banker people. Like, reminiscent of, like, Wolf of Wall Street if it was in, like, the 50s and the 40s. (laughs) And they become these charismatic, stupid, like, just always talking getting people out of deals and slowly they forget about um they forget about like the old world and they forget about the new world and there's like a blending of the two in a sense and they're trying to like strike deals and shit i always come back to a charismatic character but always i i just this was this is one of the ideas i had of a civilization that continuously is is growing and growing and growing i like that do you have any type of ideas for anything else? Um, for your scenario? Of just a scenario, just anything of you a can scenario? think of. Like, I know how I would want to create a camp. Okay. I would want to establish in a cave, like, not necessarily like a, a sprawling cave. Just okay, we're like, going to talk about caves in a minute. All right. Can, can I still do my thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, it's going to start with a cave. Easy to defend. It's shelter from the elements. Um, But over time, I would want to either find, like, I want to find some vehicles and go to the nearest, like, port or, like, shipping place and find a way to get, like, shipping containers and bring them back and turn them into homes that surround the cave. Okay, so you want to block it off. So, yeah, I would, like, use the shipping containers to block off, like, 
a section, like, a radius around the cave, and then also ha- use them as, like, homes and storage and stuff like that. I see. So that way, like... The How are you last... going to get them there? Um, I was hoping by some kind of heavy-duty vehicle. Okay. So that's, like, the major, like, linchpin, is having a vehicle <laughs> to be able to do that. My number one idea while going into a lot of this was, uh, and I'm not saying you're wrong. I don't want you to think that I'm telling you you're wrong when I say this. I was going into it thinking, what do I have to do the the least amount of setup for? Yeah, that because my plan is ultimately a big setup. Yeah, and it's, it's just the like creation of a of a new like settlement. And the only thing that I kind of think of with with like oh, the bo- like with moving cars and stuff is we don't know if there's an EMP blast when the bombs go off. True. So it could render all the vehicles useless. I didn't think about that. I think about the apocalypse a lot. I know. Uh, uh, anything else? Um, that was like my main like scenario, and I would kind of like run the society kind of like hunter gatherer. Yeah. And like uh, do shifts of uh, of people going out hunting for food, bringing it back, purifying it to the best of our ability, and just kind of uh, kind of really going back to humanity's roots. Can can we go back to knowledge a little bit? Yeah, I'd like to talk about knowledge and what place that has in the apocalypse. So, remember when I said uh, an old folks home? Yeah, that was a super interesting one. I would have never thought of that. One of the best episodes of The Walking Dead is from season one. It's like episode four or five or six. Uh, There's like these, like, these like vatos, like these gang members, like these Mexican gang members. Yeah. Um, And they're all hard. And they're like, you're not getting in, Rick Grimes. And he's like, come on, we need supplies. And they're like, no, go away. And then by the end of the episode, it turns out that what they're guarding, what the supplies is, is all of their grandmothers. It was an old folks home that they brought all their grandmothers there and they were protecting them from the zombies. The old folks had no clue that the zombies were even a thing. But I thought the bombs go off. That's harder to hide than zombies. But how you said knowledge, the one thing old folks have it's knowledge. It's knowledge of the old world. They have an entire generation of knowledge. So, it's a symbiotic relationship. I take we care of the old safe. folks. Yeah. They then give me knowledge. Here's fucking uh, old man Ricky, who served in two wars and knows how to survive and was an Eagle Scout. And here's Greta, who has this amazing recipe on how to stretch food because her mom was in, was a child like in of the, the Depression. Great Depression. Yes. Yeah. So you have all this knowledge and you have all this. And all I have to do is take care of the old folks and the old folks will take care of me. And hopefully that, pass down as much knowledge as possible until they meet their expiration date. Yes, and the best part about that is if you continue, and I'm not saying I'm going to be breeding with the old people, but if you continue to bring more people in, like say it's another, let's say it's a minimum of five families that go and take over the old home. Right. You then can have my, like me as a generation become old and then the other people take, the younger people take care of us. And then we say this is how we were taught. Like, keep books, keep notes, keep everything written of, of how things are. Like, that scene in the Book of Eli when they're writing, like, the yeah. keeping of knowledge is so important. So keep that and say, like, oh, this book here has this. The, kind of like the Brotherhood, but not shitty. 
non-shitty brotherhood. You know what I mean? Like, not like, if you're in the way of technology, you die, but like, here's this knowledge, we're willing to pass it on as long as you're willing to play by the rules. I kind of read a short story about that one time, and it was really, really, really interesting. Um, it was uh, an apocalypse scenario, It was, uh, and it was from the point of view of a young caravan guard, and they were... Um, they were transporting loads of books from one library to another. Mm. And, like, libraries were, like, the post-apocalypse uh, societies, like, neutral ground. Like, if you go into a library, there's no killing, there's no maiming. Oh, you go, wow. You go in there, everyone is safe, everyone has the right to the knowledge, and we will get books from other libraries. We will provide that service if you follow the rules. Huh. It was super cool. I don't know. Yeah. It was on Wattpad, I think, but it was a while ago where, like, libraries were, like, the pinnacle of uh, of the society. That's really neat. Yeah, isn't it? I've always wanted to run a D&D campaign like that. I really like that. I really think that, like, knowledge is going to be the under... Like, it's... anybody could learn how to shoot a gun, but not everybody knows how to purify water. Yeah, like, knowledge is power. Yeah. I, I like the idea of a cave. The only problem is if something goes off and you have to shoot in that cave, it's going to deafen you. Yeah, I didn't think about that, too. That's the only problem. And, like, if you have laser weaponry and they work the way lasers should work and they shouldn't make a sound, then you're fine. But that means the ammo for that is going to be increasingly more rare than just normal ballistic we- ammo. Yeah. Thing um, the thing that's... Uh, it's easy to to uh, overlook is ammo. Yeah. Because in video games, ammo seemingly just prints itself. You just, yeah, in, I, in oh, real it life, here. It is finite. Yeah. It is incredibly finite. Uh, I mean, I also places have... like America have a bit of a better chance at that because it's so widespread. Yo, when you turn three, you get your first pistol. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's America. And when you're in Texas, when you turn three, you get a pistol. When you turn five, you get a shotgun. Yeah, and I mean... Your your birth present is a sword. You can open carry swords in Texas. There there actually is a country that like that's like the thing. I want to say it's like the Swiss. They're not the Swiss. The something Nordic. I want to say like it was customary to get a sword when you were born. That's kind of cool. But it was like one of those like this is your family crest or sword. Like an heirloom, yeah. Yeah. Like it's not a tool. So when I was going through all these different ideas for places, I was trying to stay away from anything that Fallout had already done. Um. So I the sewer and the subway system, we really haven't seen the sewer that I could really think of other than, like, the sewers at Necropolis. Um, yeah. But the subway system was pretty much all of three. Um, and the souped-up bus, it's a neat idea because you could soup it up and maybe turn it into, like, a food truck. Did you say a food truck? Yeah, but, like, the thing is, I don't know if there's that EMP blast. Yeah. We have to consider that te- technology's wiped out. Yeah, to, to, for for the most part, which o- I wanna... over city centers at least. Yeah, um, so I thought it was a neat idea, but I don't know if it would run. That's the whole thing. The DMV, you're fucking safe. The DMV will be <laughs> so untouched because nobody wants to go there now. Yeah, fuck nobody's, the DMV. Nobody's want, gonna want to go there during the apocalypse. No one's even gonna think to go. What's in the DMV? Just go there and hang out. You could put a sign that says "I'm in here," and people will be like, "I'd rather wipe my ass with sandpaper." <laughs> Like DMV is just straight up hell. Yeah, like that's one place that I wouldn't want to die. Like in real life, 
I would hate to die and have to haunt a DMV. It's already hell enough. <laughs> Go home. They called your number two hours ago. Yeah. You forgot your secondary photo identification. Uh, yeah. How do you... Oh. Uh, uh, a church that's done to death, but I yeah, thought... Yeah, it's done. It's, it's so symbolic yeah. and in media. The Alamo... Tell me about the Alamo. I know next nothing about the Alamo other than I'm not supposed to forget it. Yeah, we gotta remember that shit. Um, but other than that, uh, I'm pretty sure it was like a base and it had pretty high walls and Davy Crockett. Davy Crockett. That's all I know about the Alamo. I just thought that it would be pretty, I guess, easy to defend from because you could have patrols. This is also, you'd also have to have like 10, 10 groups of people ready to go. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think a really interesting place would be a, uh, a wind turbine. Go on. Like, uh, when you see like a wind turbine, like over, like on the horizon, yeah, it just looks like, oh, hey, look, a windmill. But those things are fucking massive. Like, have you ever okay. seen, like, a small part of it being transferred down the highway? Yeah, it's massive. Yeah, you're, it's right, massive. you're right, you're right, you're you can, right. Honestly, you and, like, a small amount of people could live inside a turbine that is generating power. You will have power, you will presumably have warmth from, like, heat generation. Um, you'll have a way to probably process water because, again, you have power. I think uh, a wind turbine's a really good bet. That being said, it is a big, like, exclamation point on the horizon. Like, hey, yeah. look, a spinning turbine. That means there's power there. And aren't they super loud? They're super loud. It's not about... I never thought of it because I just don't see them ever. Mm-hmm. But that's a really good idea. Yeah. Uh, because I was thinking, like... The dams are done, but turbines, they're new. Dams. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Uh, what else do I have here? The Alamo. Trump's wall? I'm good. <laughs> I was just, I was trying to think of things at work, and my first thought was uh, the Great Wall of China. And then I thought America. And I thought we can keep the ghouls out. We can keep the ghouls out and have them pay for it. Of course. Uh, a bridge. Now, hear me out. I like the idea of living on a bridge. Ju- I do and I don't. Bridges are made to last, right? Yeah. They're made to last 50 to 100 years. Yes, but you know how much maintenance they require? A uh, shit ton. Did you know that the Golden Gate Bridge... I could be wrong when I say this. I think it takes two weeks to paint, right? Mm-hmm. And they start on Monday... Two weeks later, they're done. By time they're done, they have to paint it again. So they just like are constantly revolving by and painting. That it is in a constant bridge. paint cycle. Yes, hmm. that's actually really interesting. Now I could be wrong. I d- it could be a month. Uh, it could be a different like amount of time. It could be shorter. But, but by the time they at, finish, they got to do it again. Yeah, what I'm getting at is the fucking turnaround is constant. Um. But I think if you lived on a bridge and you controlled a bridge, you then control trade route. Yeah. Being able to be the bottleneck for a trade route could be lucrative if you've got the the business savvy and the defenses to actually hold it. Exactly. You make it where it's the safest route to travel. You're- and you got to make the 
the price of passage reasonable enough for people to pay. You got to make it reasonable, but just a little bit more. Yeah. So you it's don't like... want to be too generous. Like you want to make sure that you're making ends meet. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, if it's somewhere like we talk about New York and the Fallout games a lot, and it's pretty much destroyed. But right. that's what I th- I think. Like Manhattan is destroyed. I think the city is destroyed. The Bronx, Brooklyn, the are Queens, Island. Not looking so hot, but not vaporized. Yes. And on top of that, uh, the the subway system has to be somewhat intact. Oh, the, yeah. Like, the, isn't that the whole plot of, like, the Metro series? I think so. I never played Metro. I've never played Metro. Someone said it's, like, the newest Metro was really good. But also, that's in Russia. Yeah. So, Russia is more spread out than all of New York have you considered uh, different places you would want to spend the apocalypse that isn't in the U.S.? No, to be completely honest, because I don't have any, I don't really have any bearing on on anything outside of the U.S. Like, I don't have any idea of it. And, like, I think even if you spent, like, a week or a short amount of time in Europe or any other country outside the U.S., you don't really have an understanding of that country because... Unless you went backpacking for six months, you really don't know that much of it. You know a small portion of the like yeah. if 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 you could if the apocalypse happens much like it does in the Fallout games, and you could go to Japan, like give that give that country a month, and they'll be up and running again. You really think so? Oh my god, they're the most efficient country on the planet. I mean, I know they're pretty damn good. Dude, everything's wheelchair accessible. There's fucking protocol for everything. Yeah. Dude, give Japan give Japan like ten years. Dude, they're fucking dealing with uh the the nuclear reactor that melted down. Remember that? Yeah. And th- like apparently it's like finished. Like it's not finished because you can't but really a lot finish of that. on it. But like, yeah. Give them give them Dude, we fucking nuked them and they're fine. We did it twice. We did it twice, and they're a thriving economy. They're one of the most visited places in the world. People flock to go to Japan. Jap- it's you it's nu- a, a global uh, culture, too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, the bombs drop, give Japan fucking... They'll make anime, too. <laughs> <laughs> More fucking squids. No, I'm, um, I'm, I think I think they they would be one of the ones that'd be fine. But I don't think because also I'm born in America, I was raised in America, and I live in America. My best understanding of American culture, my best understanding of any culture is American. So I think to say, oh, this is how. That's why I think if they ever do a game outside of the U.S., it won't do that well because you, the people that are making it are in the U.S. If I wanted to tell a story about a British kid, I've never lived in England. I've never been in England. I can barely spell it. So for me to make that story, it feels less genuine, feels less authentic, because I have no clue what I'm talking about. And that's the kicker. Like, How is that it, just the kicker? What do you mean by that? Like, it's so easy for us to get kind of like, all wrapped up in our own shit Mm -hmm. that we don't really realize how other places work and like how different cultures react to things like um the time that i studied abroad was really eye-opening because like seeing how other cultures dealt with 
uh, things that I've dealt with, it's just like entirely different. Like the the manners are different, the things that are acceptable are different, and like it's something that like it's easy to say, oh yeah, well of course, but it's different when you experience it. Yeah. There's a lot of things that I appreciate from other cultures a lot that we don't have here in America, like the Jewish people. Uh, we have a lot of them here in America, but what they do is when somebody dies, they sit in a room for a week, no television, no mirrors, no nothing, and they get over it, and then they move on with their lives. It's sad. They think about it every once in a while, but it's over. Here in America, people will sit there and talk about their dead friends and relatives until the day they die because they never give themselves the proper grieving period it's not wrong to miss your friends family and loved ones but you also have to realize that they're not here and you are and they don't want you to be upset they want you to move on yeah you got shit to do yeah like and it's just it's one of those things that always bothers me when i see people who are continuously upset like all right i get it it's sad but you have to learn to get over it yeah um but even like like uh traditional black funerals they don't mourn the death they celebrate the life i don't like white people is what i'm getting at like yeah, basically that's what we're getting at white people are fucking the worst white people don't know how to mourn um but like other they countries don't know how to spice their food <laughs> other countries you go to and you see these people that are celebrating lives and you see that they are understanding that uh just just to know somebody is special so i feel like the apocalypse in the U.S. would be treated very differently from everywhere else in the world. I'd love to see a global perspective on it, though. Like, done right. Like, yeah, um, but you'll, you'll Bethesda never have studios done right. in Europe, like Arcane. I would like to see Arcane's take. Why? On Just because I think it'd be interesting. Okay, so you get, so see, where are they based out of? Uh, France, I believe. So you get a, you get a, a company based out of France that That's their making, mission is to authentically portray France, right? In, in an this way. scenario. Okay, but they don't have the same drive or passion that the original group of writers and developers had from from the Bethesda Game Studios and not a Bethesda Software game. And with the state that the games are in right now, you could say straight up, is that passion and drive still there? Totally understand that. I can totally see where you're coming from. But at the same time... That group in France, they might say, hey, make a Fallout game. Well, what the fuck do you want me to do? We've been making Dishonored. I, I acknowledge that. I just think it'd be an interesting idea. I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying, like, you have to... I'm not saying you, but I'm saying there's you different, have to uh, think about... There's different cultural baselines. Like, mm-hmm. like um, there's a... Fallout is built on the foundation of American decadence. Yeah, it's built on a lot of ignorance. Yeah. So, I think it'd be extremely interesting to see it from a different lens, but I'm not sure what the foundation is. You know? Yeah. Like, we go into Fallout knowing that it's going to be some fuck shit, because Americans are assholes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, have, I have a few more things on my list I'd like to kind of bang through real quick. There's one that I really want to talk about, and two that I kind of want to just get in and out of. Yeah, yeah, shoot. Uh, Swampland that dried up from the heat. Now, this one could go one of two ways. Um, when when a nuke hits, there's a large chance of n- nuclear winter, uh, which I never understood what that was, but it just means that the, the, the fallout in the sky makes giant clouds and blocks out the sun, meaning all the crops die. Uh, I don't necessarily think it means 
I don't necessarily think it means that the whole world goes cold. I think it's more that the sun does not get through the clouds. That would make the temperature drop, but because there's no way for the sun to get through, everything dies, and if the plants die, the animals die. Right? And not it's, to mention that there's... It's kind uh, of just a domino effect of bad shit. Yeah, and it doesn't help that there's radiation that uh, is floating around in open air, because when radiation gets out, it doesn't just kill you, it kills generations. But, um, let's just say there is no nuclear winter and it gets really, really hot because of the heat of the blast. Uh, a swamp that dries up, I just thought was a neat idea. You can take Bayou culture and mix it with like, I don't want to say Australian culture, but like Bayou culture and mix it with like... Australia is already a wasteland. I was, I was going to say, Australia, no offense to the Aussies out there, is kind of like the Bayou, but in the desert. Uh, yeah. Australia is the closest thing we have to Fallout in the real world. There's giant bugs. Like, yeah. There's violent mammals that punch you. You have to install a second gas tank on your car just to go to work. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> like Australia is the apocalypse. So but in a good way. When I wrote that down, uh, and I told somebody about that idea, they go, oh, holes. And I go, I've never seen holes. Oh, so holes. I've never seen it. Holes? Oh, that movie's a fucking classic. I love that movie. Uh, I, I, I never saw it. You have to carry Madame Zeroni up the mountain to break her curse. Yeah. Speaking of movies, though, uh, a movie theater. Hear me out. It seems kind of done. Wait, hold on, hold on. I was thinking of a movie theater like the one we have at home. Okay. It's small. There's maybe eight, theor- eight screens, right? Hear okay. me out. Hear me out. When you come in, it's nothing but guards. And they give you a ticket, and if you have the ticket, you can go in and out as you please. That's the I'm cool badge, right? And there's different versions of tickets. Like, if you want the IMAX ticket or, like, something big. like the, No, if you want the 3D ticket, that means you can come and go as you please. If you get a regular standard ticket, it means you're just a basic trader or someone who needs wares. You have to pay to get in, and then, like, each room has, like... This is the sex room where we sell prostitution. This is the chem room where we sell oh, drugs. Oh, it's a place of... It's a marketplace. It's a market, but it's a high-end market. And it's somewhere where All you right. can come and have a little bit more of sophistication. I, I idea. really like this idea. I, I didn't really flesh this one out all that much. It was just kind of an idea where, like, there's eight different rooms, eight different screens. And, like, one of them is where people live. And one of them is where, and like the one where people live is like the one with the balconies and the balconies and, and they play movies. Like they have old reels sitting around and shit and they'll play, they'll play movies every once in a while. And then you have one that's like a hangout, like a bar and it's all fortified. And like movie theaters are big places with, with, uh, like hallways and shit that go in and out. And I'm not saying like a chain, like an AMC, like a, like a privately owned movie theater, right? Right, right, right. I don't know. Just it was just something like that, this is that's one that's so cool. You like that one? Yeah, I really like that one because I like the idea of it, but I didn't like it enough to flesh it out. Because the one that I thought was a fucking killer is a train. Trains are fucking dope. Hear me out. The faction's called the, the Choo Choo's. Oh, right. Yeah, they're constantly moving, so they're picking up other cultures with them. And they're learning about other people, and they're trading knowledge, and they're trading goods from other places. So say they, they, they go up to the Northeast and grab Vim and bring it over to the Mojave, and they trade over Sunset Sarsaparilla, and they That's trade that so for Vim. Cool. So you get, you get, and like, there's a, 
a video, I believe it's by ShoddyCast, about wiretaps being used on the East Coast, and it's because of Jet and how drug trade, uh, and how he's like, Horrigan in the video is like, oh, but Fallout 3 only takes place two years after, or 20, 40 years after Fallout 2, so wiretaps on the East Coast already, and he, he pretty much equates it to the Silk Road, and how the Silk Road was used to transport silk, but drugs like opium and shit came along with it. Oh, Uh, yeah. You can, you then move culture around faster, and you're a tank. You're a literal tank. You, you don't have to stop if you don't want, and there's not really going to be any sort of way to stop a train, and as long as they have coal, they're fine. As long as they have something to make smoke, to make, to make a fire, to keep the engine going, so you don't have to be, you don't have, yeah, you don't have to be hit by, uh, you don't have to be hit by, what do you call it? Like an EMP. That's an analog machine. Yeah, jeez, that'd be so cool. Can I uh, can I offer one revision? Sure. I would like the faction to be called the Locos, like locomotive. Okay, yeah. I have in my notes just choo choo people, just <laughs> choo choo people. No, that sounds really cool. And I would love that. It would be just this massive way to trade. You don't have to worry about oh, there's a a herd of super mutants up ahead. Okay, good. I'm just gonna go fucking two hundred miles an hour through them. All I'm, like, imagining is, like, the bloody mess animation, but, yes. like, ramming through a super mutant with they a They would train. turn into a fine pink dust, my friend. <laughs> into a fucking puddle. Yeah. Um, I would like to ask a question. Sure. If you had to pick a place to be when the bombs drop, like a city or a town, um, or, like, a biome... Yeah, yeah. What place would you choose? I don't know. That's that's the thing because where where like I where am when the bomb goes off. Yes, but where I am when the bomb goes off impacts all of my other decisions. Um, because I if I'm like in a city, I'm running to the subway. If I'm in the middle of nowhere, okay, I got some time. If I'm like in the to, water, I'm fine. Hmm. I feel Sorry like I would like to off. be like in the Rockies, like in like the middle America. Yeah. Or, like, even, like, up in, like, Upper Canada or, like, South Canada, even. But watch out. That nuclear winter. Yeah. It's cold up there. If the sun gets blocked out, are you fucked? Uh, maybe. You know what I mean? Like... Like, I'm rolling the dice here. You maybe teeter- Montana? It, it, I, I understand where you're coming from. I don't know if it's better to be in a more populated area or a less populated area. Definitely less populated. Yeah, but then you have less resources. If I'm I mean, in the city, if I'm in Manhattan and the bombs go off, I could run into literally any store that sells any type of food and grab as much as I can carry and try to find somewhere safe. If I'm in Montana, I have to drive 40 miles to the nearest mom and pop grocery store to get whatever is left by the people who already pick through it. I mean, I'm also assuming that I'm going in with the, like, skills that I have. Like, I know how to hunt. Okay. So, like, I'm assuming, like, oh, I'm dropping here and I know that I will have, like, my core, like, tools. Like, not not necessarily supplies, but, like, oh, I, like, have, like, my backpack and I have, like, enough to set up camp. And uh, then I can kind of fend for myself and get in, like, consumables. But I, I think to think like that is wrong. It is It is wrong. Because 
you're not always going to have your bug out bag next to you. Yeah. You could be you could be 400 miles from from where your bug out bag is. So I'm trying to think of worst case scenario. Like you know uh I mean? like the the day after kind of thing. Kind of, yeah, like it's going on now and I have to just find something. Hmm. I I It's going to be when you least expect it. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's going to be it's going to be a beautiful Saturday morning in October. I know one thing's for sure. What's that? Is that I would want to be near a mountain or somewhere that's high ground. Okay. Uh, and also, well because where there's high ground, there is runoff. Okay. I was thinking and of vantage I, point. Okay. There's also a vantage point you get to see. So those are like my one like one priority or like two priority have a vantage point that's in the high, like high ground mm-hmm. and have a stream or water source. That's like priority number one. I see. I don't disagree with you. I don't. It's, it's just, it's, you know what I think it is trying to think like that. It's think like this. I think is just such an abstract thought that we can like, sit- You'll never know. You'll never know. And we could sit here and ponder it over and over and over again. But like, when shit hits the fan, are you still a fan? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Are are you gonna are you gonna run and you like I could sit here and talk all this big shit and be like I'm gonna have two fucking machine guns on each arm and three bitches around my legs and just mow through crowds, or I can sit here and be honest and say I'm gonna be terrified and scared the whole time and probably cry as I'm like, please don't shoot me. I want to eat this can of beans. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. If you want to be real, you want to be true, you want to be honest. If we're being real, true, and honest, I would just run for the hills. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I'm having kind of a hard time trying to even think of what I would do because I, th- I feel I just, like it boils down to instinct. I think point. honestly, you want to say you'd run for the hills. The first thing you would do is try to get home. The first thing I'm- you would do is try to get your parents. Yeah, I'd probably I th- make my way south. And I think it's mostly because it's like, oh, huh, this sucks, but you know what doesn't suck? Nostalgia and comfort. And I understand that that's what home is. And these are people that took care of me and I love them. And your parents are thinking, huh, I just wasted fucking 20-something years on that kid. I hope he's not dead. Do I know something really sappy? What? In an apocalypse scenario, I would immediately think, what would you do? And, like, I would want to know where you are because you've studied this for your entire life. (laughs) I would want to know how you're faring. Uh, thanks. (laughs) I, uh, I don't know. I think. And, like, don't get me wrong. I'm not, like, an apocalypse nut. Like, I I only wear my uh, tinfoil hat on weekends. But, like, I'm not. I just don't. I just think it's such a fucking. I don't want to say it's a stupid question because it's not. But it's such a big one. Yeah, and, and it's, it's so open-ended that you can't arrive at a conclusion. Yeah, and it's like it's it's almost like um, when they announced that that black that picture of the black hole, like the picture of the black hole, the analytics for the black hole of like how far it was and how big it is was so massive that my tiny stupid monkey brain couldn't process that number. Yeah, like I had and it's no. Like, it's technically not even a picture. It's like. Yeah. A render of data, of, like, satellite data. But, like, if you if you say to me, like, oh, that's, like, fucking, like, 
a thousand feet long and I just sit there and, er, hold on, a, a thousand yards long, I can just look at you and be like, what? But if you say it's 10 football fields, I have that reference. Yeah. Like, you, we don't know what 13 sextillion meters is. Yeah. But if you say, like, even if you said, like, but even if you said it's 14 million football fields long, I still can't think of what that would look like. Yeah. Because or it's I, like 30 distances to the sun. I still, like, I get it, but I can't comprehend that. Yeah. Like, if you, like, if, if you tell me, like, hey, from Earth to the sun is fucking just the number, say, 45 million miles, right? Does that sound anywhere close to being correct? Uh, I don't know. Look it up. Quick, quick, quick. Uh, distance to the sun is 92 million meter miles. Meters? Holy shit, really? No. Uh, that's miles. Um, yeah, I said 45 million. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's so only it's about, about half. Double. Yeah. Holy it's, shit. Uh, for everyone else in the world that's better than us, it is uh, 150 billion meters. 150? That sounds so much bigger. Yeah. Okay, so, but look, it's that far away that if the sun ever just burned out, we'd have eight minutes before we all froze to death. I understand freezing, and I understand eight minutes, and I still have no way to process how far the sun is from the Earth. Like, it's just fucking nuts. Do you understand what I'm saying? I understand what you're saying. But, do you know what I don't understand you're saying? What? How great our intro music is. Yeah, I love our intro music. Feather Duster by Shane Ivers that you can find on silvermansounds.com slash feather duster. Slash free music slash feather duster. Slash free music slash feather duster. Hell yeah. You know what else I love? Twitter. Our Twitter. You can find us on Twitter at Atomic Radio Hour for the show. You could also find us on Instagram there. And you can find myself at the underscore boogans in all capitals. And me at Declan underscore Bean. Also, uh, we have Twitch. It's there. We use it. I don't know when, we, but we, we do. do. <laughs> link in the description of that. And if you'd like to talk to us, you can find us on Discord. Uh, there's a link to that in the description below as well. We love talking to our peoples. Another thing, if you want to give us money, we have a Patreon. Um, you never have to. The show's always going to be free. But if you want to make it get even better, you can... Give us a little bit of your pocket change. We really appreciate it. Uh, we have some people to fa- thank. Um, but we have the wonderful Michael Mello. Thank you. The illustrious friendly companion cube. Thank you. Our main man, Noah. Thank you. And the man, the myth, the legend, TKS Mantis. Thank you. We really appreciate it, guys. Thank you. I love you. Uh, if you listen to us on YouTube, thank you. Make sure you comment, rate, subscribe, leave, leave a little comment. Uh, tell us what you like, what you don't like, how we can improve. I crave feedback. Uh, if you're listening to us anywhere else, you can find us on most, if not all, podcasting apps. Uh, Stitcher, CastBox, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Radio Public. Um, I thank you all. Uh, leave us a review, a like, something. Please, I just, I want some more feedback to make the show better. Please give us five stars on Uber. Uh, is that all we have to say? That's all we have to say. Cool. Uh, thank you so much for listening to us ramble I love you. About, about the end of the world. Uh, okay. See you later. Bye.
See you next time. Drive safe. Bye. Atomic Radio Hour Podcast.